This is the MMA Takes Podcast with your host, Brian Petrie. Uh-oh, welcome to the MMA Takes Podcast. This is the Pick'em Podcast. This is the one where I'm going to win you money, right? I'm picking at a 62%. Now, I'm going to stop picking the fights that I, I can guarantee you wins and shit like that. I'm picking the entire card. Some, not, I, don't, I dare anyone to pick at 62%. It's crazy. And I'm going to get that higher by the end. Well, not maybe at the end of this year because we only got about maybe 20, you know, two more weeks. But by the end of, let's say, what, what timetable should I get myself? By the end of next spring, let's say the end of June, right? January 23rd. Is the year uh, of the when I launched this was the first post post the podcast January twenty third. So let's go let's go May twenty third. I'm gonna be picking at a seventy percent. I'm gonna go up a whole nine percent. I'm almost at sixty two percent. You know, I could write or I can round up like I do my height. You know, I'm about six one. I tell people I'm six five. So I could round up, but I'm not gonna do that. I'm not gonna cheating you guys. I'm hopefully winning you guys some money. We got a nice little fight night here. This is the last fight night on Fox, if you can believe it. The last card on Fox. Um, you know, I'm upset because, you know, I like Fox. It was it was a big deal. It, it still is a big deal that they're on Fox UFC. But, you know, they're going to a better place. They're going to ESPN. ESPN's the mecca, right? I don't know anybody that was like, let me turn on Fox and let me see what they got to say. You know, ESPN's got SportsCenter. They got those talk shows. I know Fox has Skip Bayless and Shannon Sharp, and they're doing all right. And listen, Fox, if you want to hire a, a young up-and-coming guy, you know, I'm willing to accept a job. Okay, I'm willing to do it. But um, anyway, let's get to these picks, huh? USC Milwaukee, great card, great main event. I love the main events. First up, we got Juan Adams, who is 4-0. He is a minus 365 favorite. He is fighting Chris De La Rocha, who is 5-2. He is a plus 305 underdog. Um, Juan Adams coming off the contender series. Big kid looking at the contender series. 4-0, obviously very young in the game. Not sure if he was a football player. I'm, I'm not sure if they if they brought that up on the uh, on the contender series or not, if he was. Big kid, though. Look good, look strong, look powerful. Uh, Chris De La Rocha, I lost almost my house on betting against him. His last fight against Rashad Coulter. This guy got hit with everything and came back. And came back and won. Uh, I believe he, it was a pretty close line because Rashad Coulter you know, has since dropped down, but he wasn't like he wasn't like a world beater yet. Uh, or no, He's not a world beater now, but he was you know, struggling at heavyweight. So I believe the line was pretty close. Rocha has been knocked out a few times in the UFC. His, his, his two losses, I believe, are both by knockout in the UFC. Guy gets hit a lot is what I'm trying to say. Uh, this is a no-brainer. This is Juan Adams all the way. I do not see Chris Taylor Rocha lasting out of the first round if i'm being completely honest with you i know that's shitty to say but uh you know um these are heavyweights these are hit big boys this is good matchmaking because they need to build that heavyweight division up juan adams looked like a stud on the contender series get him in there with a guy like crystal rocha who's fought you know four or five times maybe in the ufc and does that don't exactly know how many times he's fought um but i mean i know chris de la rocha was a cop but has there ever been a guy that looks looked more like a cop than chris de la rocha Overachiever, in my opinion, I don't really see a lot of athleticism out of this guy. I don't see him with crazy knockout power. I see a lot of heart, a lot of toughness, and he got it done against Coulter. He slowed down the last time they fought, but yeah, Juan Adams, big favorite. Um, 
I mean, it's easy to be like, oh, lock of the night, because I really do believe Juan Adams is going to run through Chris Taylor Roach. I think he's too big, too strong. Uh, it could go like the Coulter fight, where Juan could just completely gas, because I'm sure all four of his fights have been finished within a couple minutes. But no, I think he's too big, too strong, too powerful. I think he's going to get this done in the first round. It's not my lock of the night, because anything can happen to heavyweights, and it's too easy. I don't pick easy lock of the nights. Should you bet it? Absolutely not. Juan Adams, too high. Um, you can throw him in a parlay. I mean, he's not like 600 or anything, but I'd probably stay with it. Stay away from him. Next up, we got Zach Cummings, who is 21 and 6. Excuse me here. My paper that I have is all mixed up from what it shows here, so it's going to take me a little bit. <laughs> Sorry about this. So Zach Cummings is a minus 280 versus Trevor Smith, who is a plus 210. Um, kind of an odd fight. Both these guys, you know, they kind of look alike. You know, they kind of fight alike. Zach Cummings is a tough out. Trevor Smith is is a guy who surprised me a couple times when he's fought. Um, looks that likes to, or not likes to, but gasses almost every time he fights. A little worried about that. Obviously, against Zach Cummings, who I think is 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 pretty well rounded, pretty heavy handed. Um, can get the job done. Um, this line's a little lopsided to me because I don't think Zach Cummings has done anything to really. Warrants minus two eighty. I mean, is is are they just saying Trevor Smith's that bad? Um, there's a nice little kickback on Trevor Smith. However, I do think Zach Cummings is going to win this fight. Um, should you bet it? Uh, you can uh, if you're feeling dangerous, right? Uh, Trevor Smith has never really blown me away. He, I mean, every fight he's ever been in in the UFC, he's been tired. Um, if you get tired against Zach Cummings, I mean, he he does have one punch knockout power, so uh, be careful. But no, I'm gonna I'm officially take Zach Cummings. My marker went flying. Uh, next up in the light heavyweight division, you got Adam Milstead, who is eight and two, versus Mike Rodriguez, who is nine and three. Adam Milstead is a minus two twenty favorite. Mike Edward or Mike, excuse me, Mike Rodriguez is a plus one eighty. Um. So Mike Rodriguez, I believe, trains out of Austin. I believe he trains out of Joe Lozon. Uh, good striker, big, powerful guy. Was on the Contender Series. Um, looking at his record, not super familiar with him, but looking at his record, he has struggled with grapplers in the past. He has struggled with wrestlers. Adam Milstead is a good wrestler. He does have good stand-up. Um, he's a minus two twenty favorite, which again is a little steep for me. Uh, if I'm being honest with you, Mike Rodriguez at a plus one eighty. I think there's some really good value there. I think you should bet him if you're feeling dangerous. If you're feeling like you need to, to catch an under, I have him marked down as a value bet. I think that that's a good number next to his name. A guy that has some heavy hands. Milstead by far isn't, uh, you know, the you know he's not pound for pound the best in that division. It's not like Rodriguez is reaching. I think this is a perfect matchup for both guys. Pretty evenly matched. Surprise the line is the way it is. And Milstead's a heavy favorite. I think... They're probably thinking the same thing I'm thinking is that uh, Rodriguez has struggled with grapplers in the past. Milstead is a pretty good wrestler. He can he can take this fight down. He can beat you up all kind of ways. Um, I'm gonna go Rod- or excuse me. I'm gonna go with Milstead as my official pick. However, I do like. I think there's some good value on um, on Rodriguez. There uh, wouldn't be crazy t- to bet it. If if you know, I don't know if I am as of right now sitting here on a Wednesday. Am I gonna bet it? Probably not, but I do think it's a good value. Next up, we got Dan Eag, who is nine and two versus Jordan Griffin, who is seventeen and five. Both guys coming off the contender series. Well, not Eag, but he was on the contender series. Eag is a minus one ninety favorite, and Griffin is a plus one sixty five 
underdog. Um, Jordan Griffin, Paul Felder's like main training partner at Rufus. There's going to be a lot of Rufus guys on this card because this is in Milwaukee. That is the gym out there. I mean, there's, there's, I think there's at least three or four of that off the top of my head. Jordan Griffin, you know, he, 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 his record's not the best. It doesn't jump off the page. He's had a lot of fights. He uh, impressed me in his contender series. You know, he, he was fighting a very dangerous guy. Stand up looked okay. My dog's barking. If he barks again, I'm going to, I'm going to go, I'm not going to hit him because I don't do that, but I'm going to go get in his, shame him. You ever seen that Will Ferrell sketch? Shame him. See if he stops barking. I think we're good. Um, I like Jordan Griffin's game. I think his his jujitsu is pretty good. I think uh, he's he's obviously in the right camp for it. Um, he is a nice little underdog here. Dan Eag, I think, is very very talented. I'm not crazy about Eag being almost a two to one favorite. If I'm being positive with you, you got a home cooking guy. You got a guy who's tough to finish. You got a guy who is making his essentially UFC debut after the Contender Series. That's right. Mark it down. I'm going Jordan Griffin, underdog. underdog. I, think he, I think he can get it done. This is going to be a close fight. I think it, this could go either way. If it, you know, Obviously, it could go either way. But I like Jordan Griffin as the underdog in this fight. I said it. I did it. I'm doing it. We're moving on. Next up, you got Jack Hermanson. I mispronounced this guy's name. I'm so sorry. Jack Hermanson, 17-4 versus Gerald Merskreet. Another Duke Rufus guy. He's 25 and 9. Uh, let me look at the lines here for you. I got them right here. Jack Hermerson is a minus 250 favorite, and Jeremy Skid is a plus 210 underdog. I like this fight on paper. I, I truly do. Uh, Jack Hermerson is, is a good striker. Uh, um, he's never wowed me before. Um, his record, who did he, he fought someone last time where um, I believe he's coming off a loss. No, he's coming off a win over Talos Latis, right? So he really impressed me with his last time against Talos Latis. You know, he went to the ground with Latis and controlled him and did a good job and TKO'd him in, in the third round. Has a loss to Tiago uh, Santos by knockout. A lot of his wins comes by uh, ground and pound. And then Cesar, Cesar Ferrar got him by a triangle choke. And he's been choked out a few times. Um, Jeremy Street is a really good submission guy. I think he's a, a really high high value here. I think he's priced really high. Uh, I know Hermerson's a big guy. He can knock you out any in any given second. Mercreet hasn't really proven himself to be all that reliable, you know, um, overall in MMA. It's, you know, win here, win there. I mean, he's 25 and 9 overall. He's been doing this for a while. Duke Rufus guy, again, another home cooking. He's coming off a pretty big win over Oscar Pachocha by Rear Naked Choke. And then after that, a body kick there, Spicely, who's, who was fantastic on the ground. And oddly enough, his last loss, his only loss in the UFC is coming by Tiago Santos by ground and pound. Um, I like Gerald in this fight. I think he is a talented guy. I think he's tough as can be. And I like him as an underdog. That's back-to-back underdogs, both Milwaukee guys. I think I'm buying into the Milwaukee guys. I think what it is. However, I, when I look at this matchup, though, I really truly think this is a good matchup for Gerald. I think Hermanson is is tough. I think he's he can knock you out. I also think though that there's some vulnerabilities. I've seen him get tired, and if Gerald can take it, and and, and Gerald is slick as he is on the ground, I think if he gets on top. And Jer- Hermanson's tired. I think we can get a little upset here. I- I'm going with Gerald with the upset, with the underdog. I like it. No, you know, I love it. Next up, we have Joaquin Silva. He's 10-1. and one. He's fighting Jarrett Gordon, who is 14-2. Let me get the lines for you. Silva is, where are you at? Silva's a plus 185. And Jor- uh, Jordan, 
Gordon is a minus 225. Um, I like Jared Gordon a lot. I like his skills. I like his talent. He's been through a lot. Uh, I know the every time he fights, they talk about the drug thing, how he's, he OD'd, and he turned his life around. I think Jared Gordon is a solid guy. I think he's tough to beat. I think he's an awkward style. Joaquin Silva has never really like overly impressed me all that much in the UFC. He's got a good record, but you know I, I believe some of his fights have been pretty close. Um, let me pull him up exactly. I just looked at this last night. Yeah, so he lost to Vince Pichel by a decision. Then he won a split decision over Razi Mandad. And then Andrew Holbrook on the Ultimate Fighter finale. He, um, yeah, so he came off the Ultimate Fighter Brazil, had some good wins, got knocked out or won by, uh, you know, a lot of, lot of canceled fights here. His last fight was back in January, almost a year ago. And he lost to Vince Patel. Um, Vince Patel is just a grinder. Jared Gordon, I think, is a grinder with a little more skill. I think his stand-up's good. I think he's going to be tough to bring down. Uh, I like Jared Gordon in this fight. There's some value on uh, it on Silva, though. He's a plus 185. Um, you know, it, it's good underdog money. Right around plus 180, I think, is, is almost like you kind of got to throw some cash on him because that's that's Vegas is saying, like, listen, this guy's a shot to win. We're not going to double. We're not going to triple your money or double your money, but we're going to give you a little bit right there. We'll give you a little taste, just a little taste there. But, um, no, I like Gordon in this. I think Gordon's game's pretty good. I think, I th- you know, he's. I think he's training out of Rufus. I don't know if he's a Milwaukee guy, but I think he's training out of Duke Rufus. So um, I like Jared Gordon in that fight. Next up, we got Jakar Close, who is 9-1-1 versus Bobby Green is 24 24- Eight and one. Um, close is a minus two eighty five favorite, and greed is a plus two twenty five underdog. Uh, Jakar close. I mean, every time this guy fights, it reminds me of Jakar Noir uh, clone. I mean, it would only be ironic if the guy wore Jakar Noir. Um, but he's got game. He's got he's got game. Oh God, what is it? Nineteen ninety seven. He's got some skills. He's got some skills. Uh, he's impressed me before. He is a um, all around good fighter, primarily stand up fighter. He's he's very solid. Um, he doesn't blow me off the blow blow me away. Jeez, I better be careful my words here. He doesn't knock me over with with the, his skill. It's not overwhelming to me. I know he's he's a fairly young guy. He's still he's fairly new in MMA with his record. Um, being as big as a favorite as this, this is this is really surprising to me because, you know, Bobby Green has been around forever. The guy, you know, fought the who's who. Uh, I think he's got more experience. I think he's maybe an overall better fighter as well. I think he can mix it up. I think he's a good wrestler. I think he's strong. I think he's awkward to hit. If Bobby Green shows up and doesn't play around and do the shoulder roll and and really get in there and mix it up with your car and mix up his game, I think he can win this fight. And that's why I'm picking him as an underdog to win this fight. I think he can win this fight. I think he can win it by finish. If he really, really wants to, I think he can catch him and maybe and maybe go to the ground and submit him. Or I think he, it, more realistically, though, I, I think I think he's going to win a decision. I think it's be a close fight, but I think he can win a decision. It's a very, very interesting, very close fight. I love this fight on paper. I'm really excited to see this fight. Bobby Green's always good. I mean, you look at his record, and it's like besides Poirier where he got knocked out, it's a lot of good wins and a lot of like ugly losses that were close. Jakar Close, Klaus, whatever he's, I mean, he's. Eight one and one, you know, he's still very young in the game, and I and I think this is going to be a really good test for him. So if he gets over Bobby Green, this is this is this is kind of what I was referencing in my Don Madge interview or after the interview, I was saying, uh, give him a, a veteran, a guy who's been around for a while to really propel him. I think this is what the UFC is kind of doing here, but I think Bobby Green might play spoiler um, for that fight. 
Next up, we have Jessica Rose Clark. She is nine and five versus Andrea Lee, who is nine and was that nine and two? Yeah, nine and two. Uh, Jessica Rose Clark is a plus two forty underdog, and Andrea Lee is a minus two eighty favorite. Um, Andrea Lee, uh, very talented girl, uh, women fighter. Uh, I was impressed with her UFC debut. Wears like a cowboy hat. Uh, pretty girl. Kind of going through some rough stuff. A few months ago, her husband, I believe, also her head coach. Well. More months ago, um, there was a picture online of her and her husband slash head coach, and he had like a white supremacist tattoo or something like that. And they asked him, you know, what's that about? He's all, you know, time in my life, blah, blah, blah. And they asked him to remove it. He said, no, you know, I'm not going to remove it. It's just blah, blah, blah. Kind of an odd move. I feel like if I ever, you know, was an idiot and, and a piece of shit and went and got a white supremacist tattoo for whatever reason, I think if I wasn't a white supremacist, I think I'd want to get that covered up or removed as quick as possible. He kind of was nonchalant about it. And then uh, maybe like a month or two after that kind of story fizzled out, he was, uh, yeah, I think he's still on the run uh, for beating his wife pretty bad. So Angela Lee, unfortunately, has been going through a lot over the past month or month, months. And, um, you know, and, and maybe this is the right therapy she needs. Get in there and train. She's always in shape. She's very talented. Um, you know, she's a big favorite in this fight. I like her game. I think she's head and shoulders better than Jessica Rose Clark, who's very tough, very durable. But I think Angela Lee can get this done. I really do. I'm picking Angela Lee to win. I think she needs a win in her life. I think, you know, a lot of people might go one way and say, you know what? She's too distracted. She's got too much going on, which is, you know, a good thing to say because you know that they might be right. However, I look at it as I think, you know, she all the things she went through, she probably put it towards her craft and, and maybe got better. Um, at least that's what I hope she did and, and not worry about that piece of shit husband, husband of hers. Hopefully they catch very soon. Uh, I don't I'm not really sure if he's still on the run. I got to check that. Um, but yeah, Andrew Lee. Next up, we got Dwight Grant, who is eight and one versus Zach Otto, who is 15 and six. This line, I believe, is pretty big for Grant. Yeah, Grant is a minus two seventy five favorite. Otto is a plus two four, plus two forty five underdog. Um, you know, Zach Otto, he, he knocked out Pyle. He looked good. He's a big, beefy guy for one seventy. Um, and then he got knocked out by Sage Northcut. Uh, I think he slows down a lot. Dwight Grant, I believe, is coming off the Contender Series, if I'm not mistaken. Let me triple triple check that. Double check that. I think he's a he's a knockout artist. This is going to be a pretty good fight. Um, yeah, he's coming off the contender series, knocked out Tyler Hill in round two. He's had some fights in Bellator, a lot of canceled fights for this poor guy. His one loss is to Chase Owens by decision. Um, you know, they, I, I'm gonna go, I'm gonna go with uh, Dwight Grant on this big. I, he, could you bet it? Yes, absolutely. Should you bet it? Probably not because you know Otto does have some power and, and, and Dwight Grant as well. I mean, this is this is going to be contested on the feet. So um, I like Dwight Grant though. I think Dwight Grant packs more power, and Otto has been touched before, has been put down before. So can't really rely on that chin. I believe next up, that's the, we're going to the main card now, the four fight main card, which I love when they put it on Big Fox. They don't bloat it up with with all this shit. First fight of the night on the main card, you got Charles Oliveira over twenty four and eight versus Jim Miller twenty nine and twelve. Ba ba ba. And let me check the lines for you, boys. Charles Oliveira is a minus two fifty five favorite. Jim uh, Jim Miller is a plus two forty five underdog. Uh you know. They fought before. Jim Miller has a victory over Charles Oliveira with a leg leg lock submission. I think it was a knee bar. Could have been an ankle lock, but I think it was a knee bar submission over Charles Oliveira. Uh, seems like a while ago. This is a rematch. Jim Miller looked really good coming off his la- latest performance where he – who did he upset? He upset somebody, and it really pissed me off because I like Jim Miller, and, I, and he was a huge under, and I missed it. 
Uh, Alex White, right. He beat Alex White. Before that, he had like four straight losses. Charles Oliveira is really impressed me as of late. I think early in his career, he might have, you know, given up a little bit. I think, um, you know, when things get rough, I think he, you know, he kind of, you know, Folded up a little bit. You know, he has a, his past three fights. So he lost to Paul Felder by ground and pound, submitted Clay Guida, and submitted um, Christo Giojos. I can't pronounce your name, Christo. You just fought. You look fantastic. And it's Hirota. Um, this is a tough fight to pick because I want to go Jim Miller because I lost out on his under before. And that really that really pissed me off because I do like Jim Miller. I respect Jim Miller a lot. But I just think Oliveira's is going to be too much. I, I think Oliveira's going to stand up more. I think Jim Miller's not as, you know, he's not what he was at stand up. You know, Jim Miller's hittable. I think the Bronx is going to kick a lot. I think if it does go to the ground, I think he's going to be prepared for what Jim Miller does. Plus, Jim Miller has been getting submitted a lot lately. He used to never be submitted. Now he's, you know, he's been submitted in his past few fights quite a bit. So um, I like the Bronx. I like Oliveira uh, getting this back and in, 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 in probably by, I want to say knockout. I, I, I think, you know, it's it's going to be primarily on the feet unless Jim takes it down. But I think he could catch Jim Miller on something. But I, I'm looking for a knockout. But I will say this. If Jim Miller cashes at two, plus 245, I'm going to be so pissed. I'll never bet against Jim Miller again. Because, like I said, I think he's a he's a first-class guy. And, and uh, I chaps me up that I, I was all in on Alex White last time he fight. Next up, we got Sergio Pettis, who's 17 and 4, versus Rob Font, who's 15 and 4. Sergio Pettis is a plus 145. Underdog Rob Font is a minus 170. All week I've been on Sergio Pettis. All week. I texted my buddy last night. I'm on Sergio Pettis. He's a great money, great buy. He's really slick on the stand-up. He doesn't put himself in all that much danger anymore. He's gonna hit a lot when he was uh coming up a little bit. He fought, you know, he, he was three and one in the bantamweight division before he switched to flyweight. Good wrestler, um, you know. I think he's he, he's coming into his own. He's a very young guy. I don't think he's as flashy as his brother is, but I think he's very technical. Um, I've seen him be a little gun shy. I've seen him not be able to pull the trigger, and I've I've also seen him really tight and really technical against a guy like Joseph Benavidez, who is pretty aggressive. Uh, Rob Font, big guy, big power, um, Massachusetts guy. I don't know. I want to say he trains out of Lozon, but I don't know if he does. Yeah, he's okay. So Font is out of Lozon as well, so he's working on his ground game. Big power though from Rob Font. Uh, I, I I like his stand up. He's got some good knockout power. I see this fight being you know a lot of feeling out, a lot of uh you know a lot of who who's gonna land first, who's gonna do what first. I, I don't think Sergio is gonna lead the dance. I think Sergio is gonna counter Rob Font. Rob Font is can be fairly aggressive. He's the bigger guy. He's a longer guy. I think he's a more powerful guy. Um, really, it's going to depend if Sergio wants to take this down. I think Sergio does have pretty good takedowns, and he's okay on top. I, I, I think he has struggles with takedown defense. So I think this is a pretty evenly match. I like the line. I really like the way it's set. I think Sergio should be the underdog coming up for 125, fighting guy Rob Fon. He's been holding it down at 135 for a little bit. Um, man, I think Sergio is such a great value bet. I mean, I do, I, I, I'm gonna tell you right now that come fight night, you know, come Saturday, I'll be I'll be sitting there watching it, and I'll be I'll grab my phone, I'll quickly throw in a bet. I'm gonna bet Sergio. However, I'm gonna pick Rafont to win, and I think Rafont's a, a good price as well. Minus one seventy is not crazy. I think uh, I think like I said, I think they got this right. I think Rafont. I think some people might put if you put a lot of money down, I think a good choice would be Rafont. However, uh, you know, I, I think it's gonna be a close fight. I, th- I, I really do. I don't think I don't think either of these guys are gonna get put out. Um, I think Rob Font's gonna. It's gonna be technical. I think it's gonna be. It could be very exciting as well. But I, I do think it's gonna be pretty evenly matched. 
Next up, fight I'm looking forward to the most is Edson Barboza, who is 19 and 6, versus Dan Hooker, who is 17 and 7. Dan Hooker has fought everywhere. I think he's fought as high as heavyweight. Edson Barboza, plus 130 underdog. Dan Hooker is a minus 150 favorite. I believe that line is moving, though. Every odds maker that I've listened to, every bookmaker. Okay, so as of right now, Edson Barboza is a minus 105. Slight under. Dan Hooker is a minus 125. So basically a pick and fight. No one's in a plus column. No one has them in a plus. All the way across the board, it's pretty much a pick and fight. I figured that's where it was going to go. I actually I actually can see Dan Hooker slipping in and being an underdog by fight night. I haven't put my bet in yet. I'm all in on Dan Hooker. I love that team down in New Zealand right now. I think they're firing all cylinders. Dan Hooker has fought some really good guys. I think he's really, really long and tough for that divi- or for this division. I think he's going to have some fits for people. Edson Barboza, great leg kicks. One of the pure, best pure strikers in the UFC. Um, his last two fights didn't go his way because he's fighting some of the top of the division. He's fighting grapplers. This could be a stand-up fight. No one's grappling anybody. I am worried about Dan Hooker's leg a little bit. I'm worried about that Edson's going to kick it. I think Dan's going to have a plan for that. I think Edson Barboza, it, it, as, as as tight as he is, I do think there's some holes when he throws a kick. I think you can counter. Dan Hooker's long enough to maybe counter with a big right hand down the middle. He's got great knees. I mean, he's knocked out Jim Miller, Gilbert Burns. The guy's a finisher. He's one of my fighters of the year. I think if he wins this, he's going to finish in my top five fighter of the year for sure. Um I, on paper, I love this fight. The line has moved. It's pretty much even. It's it's it is a pick'em fight right now. I do see Dan Hooker becoming the slight underdog by fight night. Um, but I like Hooker big in this fight. I think Hooker is going to knock him out. I think Hooker is going to show he needs to be at at, at one fifty five. He's he's the new he's the new dog. He's ranked fourteenth, I think. I think he needs to be. They have him fifteenth on here. I believe he's fourteenth on the UFC website. But after this, propel him the top 10, give him the top 10, give him anybody wants. I do think Dan Hooker's actually better on the ground as well. I think if for some reason it goes to the ground, if Dan Hooker wants to take it to the ground, I think he has some slick submissions. I think he's long enough to catch something. Edson's tough on the ground. I mean, Kevin Lee couldn't submit him. Khabib couldn't submit him. So, um, I mean, Hooker, I think, does have some slick submissions, though. But Dan Hooker, for sure, all the way. Main event. Rematch time, baby. Kevin Lee, 17 and 3 versus Ally Quinta, 13, 4, and 1. Kevin Lee is a minus 335 favorite. Ally Quinta is plus 255. Lines probably move slightly. Yeah, Kevin Lee's sitting at a plus 300 and plus two, uh, two, or minus 300 and, and I was a plus 230. Love this fight. Love this rematch. Perfect time for the rematch. Kevin Lee's debut in the UFC lost a decision to Al, who's tough as nails. He's not an easy out for anybody. Kevin Lee has looked great in, in all his fights. Even his losses, he's looked great. But more importantly, he went five hard rounds at Edson Barboza and busted Edson Barboza up. Finished him, something Khabib couldn't do in three rounds. Um, the line's a little high for me. I'm, I'm not, I, I'll tell you right now, I'm not betting this fight. I'm not going anywhere near this fight because the line's just too freaking high. I can't bet Al because I'm picking Kevin to win. I think Kevin's going to win. If I have a few adult cocktails and my buddy, te- you know, talks me into it, maybe, maybe I'll bet out because the line is such a big kickback. I mean, plus, plus 230 for a guy who just went five rounds of Khabib on 20 hours notice. The reason I'm picking Kevin is because I think Kevin's evolved more, right? I think I think Al's maybe taking a step back. He's had a lot of injuries. 
I don't think that one, you know, he dropped Kevin Lee a few times in the first fight. I don't think that one punch knockout power is quite there for Al right now anymore. I think his knee got really messed up. I think there's a lot of things that are going into to this fight that are hindering Al more than Kevin. Kevin's just got to worry about the weight. Al's never going to have a weight problem. Kevin's a big boy at 155. Um, I like this fight on paper. I think it's going to be exciting. I think Kevin Lee's an exciting guy. Al's always exciting. I see this fight. I see this fight going a, a little bit in the stand-up because Kevin's approved in the stand-up. I think Kevin's going to come out there and maybe want to prove that, like, hey, listen, you dropped me a few times last time. I'm going to try to drop you. But ultimately, it's going to come to the ground. I think Kevin's going to take this down. I think Kevin's got a great ground game, underrated submissions, great with chokes, great with necks. I think he can get Al in a rear naked choke. It's not like Al hasn't been submitted before. He's been submitted plenty of times. I think he's going to get a rear naked choke and finish Al probably in the second round. I think it's going to happen in the second round. In, 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 uh, yeah. So Kevin Lee, submission second round. I, usually, I don't like doing predictions. I'm not really gr- I'm good at predicting who's going to win. You know, I'm picking out a 62% of, you know, over 200 fights, whatever. Um, but I don't think I, I'm really good at picking how they're going to win. It's just not my strong suit. I have a couple apps on my phone where I play, you know, you know, pick, you know, judge the round and all that stuff. And then I, I usually get, you know, what round? How's he going to knock him out? What's he going to do? Blah, blah. You know, I, I'm not I'm not great at that. Luckily, I don't really dabble in the prop bets all that much. I just, I just, I just pick them straight up. So that's the card. My lock of the night is... You know it. It's going to be Dan Hooker. He might even be my underdog lock of the night because I do think he's going to close with the underdog. But I'm going to give you my underdog lock of the night. Um, yeah, I got to go with... Hmm. I'm going to... Underdog lock of the night, I'm going to go with Gerald Merskart. Merskart. I can't even say his name, so maybe I shouldn't pick him. Or Bobby Green. Uh, I'm going to go Gerald. I think he matches up well with Jack Hermerson. I think he's tough. I think he's good on the ground. I think it's going to be tough for Hermerson to really get off his punches and, and really look good in that fight. I, I, I like I like, uh, I like like Gerald in that fight. So that's it. That's the Pick'em's last Fox card, everybody. Last Fox card. Um, I know they're doing prelims. This is you know the fight night. This is the last card on Big Fox. They're going to do prelims for the John Jones-Gustins fight on the 29th, I believe, is when the pay-per-view is. And then adios, Fox. We're going over the ESPN. A lot of ESPN stuff rolling out. A lot of big fights happening that in January. January is going to be a packed month. I cannot wait to kick off the year with ESPN at, and the UFC on ESPN. So there it is. That's the Pick'em Podcast. Hopefully I win you guys some money. If I win you some money, I always say send me money. You know what? Don't send me money. Just be like, hey, Brian. Good tip on that, you know. Good tip on Jeremy Murphy. Good, good tip on Bobby Green. You, you were right about that. That's all I care about. I want to be right. I want to win you money. Okay, that's what I want to win myself money. You know, this ain't free. I want to win you guys money as well. So enjoy the fight, and I will talk to you guys next week.